Welcome to Keeping It Israel, brought to you by First Century Foundation. This weekly podcast explores how your Christian faith connects to Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's your host, Executive Director of First Century Foundations, Jeff Feuders. Well, welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast. Uh, my name is Jeff, and I'll be your host today. My guest today is Samuel Smaja. Samuel's the regional director of TBN in Israel and president of Sarel Tours and Conferences, which exists to help Christians around the world create and maintain ties with the land and people of Israel. In addition, Samuel serves as pastor of a vibrant Messianic congregation in Israel. Samuel, welcome to the podcast today. Shalom, and uh, thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure, and uh, we are looking forward to learning a little bit more about you. Uh, when I thought about you know, introducing you, I wondered about just saying you're a longtime leader in the Messianic community, and uh, you know, let you explain all of the different facets of the work that you do. And so um, maybe let's start with Sarel Tours and Conferences. I um, had the privilege of being part of a, a tour with Jerusalem Institute of Justice a few years back. And uh, it was a tour that uh, your company hosted. And I have to say, I was very impressed. And so uh, talk to us about how this got started. What was the vision? And what are you, uh, what are you hoping to sort of grow there in the land of Israel? Yes. Sarel uh, started by the grace of God in 1993. My wife and I uh, decided to there were different travel agencies. There were people doing tourism to Israel. But we decided to try to do something a bit different. And uh, something that we would have a purpose. And our first purpose was, uh, it, I believe that uh, evangelism in the marketplace is the best evangelism among Jewish people. Hmm. So I believe that uh, creating, a, creating a platform in the marketplace would be the, the way. So... One of the goal, probably, yeah, one of the goal of Sarah is to create a platform, and uh, by the grace of God, it became a very large platform to show and to be a testimony to the Jewish people that you can be a Jew and believe in Yeshua and keep your identity, and Yeshua is the Messiah that the people of Israel were waiting for for the last three thousand years. Uh, the other, the other purpose was uh, to be a bridge between Israel and Christian around the world. Yeah. And when I say, when I talk about Christian, I'm mainly talking about evangelical Christians. Uh, at that time, uh, the, as I said, people were coming to Israel, people were visiting Israel, but people were mainly running where Jesus walked. They would go from one Catholic church to another, from one shrine to another shrine. And we try to create something that will put the history, the Israel of today, and prophecy together on, on the same tour. Mm. And I think that was our niche, and that's uh, and God has blessed us. And uh, throughout the years, by, and by the grace of God, really nothing that we can uh, take any glory or anything. The SRL became one of the largest, if not the largest tour company, uh, till, 19, uh, till 2000. 19. After 2019, we all became small. 
<laughs> yes, that's uh, that's very true. Now, uh, I am uh, excited because, as I mentioned to you, uh, I have been on one of the Sarel tours and felt that it was extremely well run, and we were impressed with your staff. I want to, uh, you know, let people know that we are planning, God willing, if we can get the interest and get enough people together, planning a tour to Israel in 2021, which maybe a lot of people thought would never be possible. But uh, we believe that we can pull a group together and say this year in Israel. So we're really excited to be uh, traveling with uh, international heritage tours from here in Canada, and partnering with you, uh, Sarel Tours in the land of Israel. And so if people are listening, you can go to our website for centuryfoundations.com, click on tours, all the information is there. And uh, this is the company that we will be working with on the ground in the land of Israel. And so we really do look forward to uh, that possibility December the 5th through the 14th. Now, um, when I say that I, I was impressed on the tour that I was on a couple of years ago, you know, we have worked with other tour companies many, uh, many over the years, but uh, one in particular for the last number of years. And so it's kind of hard always to make a break, but for whatever reason with COVID and uh, with Avi coming to us about, you know, this tour and already sort of having a partnership with you, this is just a wonderful way that uh, the Lord has opened the door for us to travel with Sarl Tours. So we look forward to that. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope to see you there. Yes, I do hope that we'll be able to connect, and uh, we certainly will uh, will connect at some point in Israel, I'm sure of it. Now, uh, in addition to Sarel Tours, you also pastor a Messianic congregation there in Israel. Tell us a little bit about that. So, I'll have to go a bit uh, back in history. Yeah. Both my parents uh, came from, from Tunisia, North Africa. They both grew up in a Jewish very traditional family. They would go to the synagogue every Shabbat. And my father was introduced to the gospel by a British man that uh, was in Tunisia, North Africa. And he handed my father as a young man a Bible. And my father started reading the New Testament. And he read it for two years. And when he was around 18, 19, something like that, he came to his mom and he told her that he believed that Yeshua was the Jewish Messiah. Now you have to understand, his father died in the Holocaust. His father was taken one of the, probably in, in, in old Tunisia, one of the eight or 10 Jews that were captured in the Holocaust and was taken to Europe. He was taken and he was taken all the way to Auschwitz and he never came back. So for my grandmother, a, it was a very hard thing that her, firstborn comes home one day and he tells us that he believed Yeshua is the Jewish Messiah. As you, as you can understand, uh, for the Jewish people, especially then and even today, the cause of anti-Semitism has its roots in Christianity. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling them that Yeshua, the Christian Messiah, is the Jewish Messiah. That was a very, very hard thing uh, for my parents and uh, for my grandmother and my mother became a believer through another lady, and they were the only Jewish people in Tunisia that believed that Yeshua was the Messiah. They got wow. married. Somebody introduced them. They got married. And they, three days after they immigrated to Israel, 
And uh, for my father, it was very, very clear that he needs to present to the Jewish people that you can be a Jew and believe in Yeshua as the Messiah. Uh, he immigrated to Israel in, the, in 1956. At that time, there were different missions in Israel. There was the Baptist mission. There was the Lutheran mission. There was even Assemblies of God. But uh, their understanding of the Jewish mindset uh, was uh, hard. At that time, they wanted the Jews to convert to Christianity. And I think that's one of the major mistakes throughout the years that the church did not understand that Jews should not convert to Christianity. Jewish people are Jews, should return, should repent and receive their Messiah and stay Jews, Mm -hmm. believing in, in Yeshua, the Messiah, as the one that Isaiah, the prophet, speaks about. My father, in the beginning of the 60s, together with another French Jewish man, actually the, the French Jewish man already, Mr. Kofsman, he already started the, the congregation, and together with him they started the Messianic Assembly. And their idea is to, to start a, a congregation that will be led by Jewish people, will not be governed by any Sorry, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but won't be governed by any other Christian organization around the world. Will be indigenous, that they will find their identity as Jews and so on. And they actually called it the Messianic Assembly. So it was probably the first congregation in Israel that took this name, Messianic Assembly. Probably the first uh, independent, definitely in Jerusalem, independent Messianic congregation. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my father led this congregation till uh, six years ago, and uh, after he passed uh, into heaven, uh, the board of the congregation asked me to to lead the the congregation. And by the grace of God, uh, I'm doing it, and I'm having a great joy. And our my my vision is really to to bring Jew- uh, Yeshua from a Jewish perspective. Uh, in every message, in every teaching, I encourage myself and encourage others that uh, are preaching in the congregation is to bring every statement that they do to bring a backing from Old Testament and also from Rabbinical Testament, uh, Rabbinical writings. I'll give you an example. For example, if you take, a, if you talk about the deity of, if you talk about John chapter one, yeah, the first thirteen verses, right. Uh, for somebody who grew up in a Christian environment, I say Christian in brackets, yeah? John chapter 1 is not really an issue. He reads John chapter 1, he goes to chapter 2. and But for a Jewish person, uh, when he reads John chapter 1, it's a very, very, it's a, I say it's one of the biggest obstacles for the Jewish mind to see Yeshua as the Messiah. You know, John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Everything was created by him. Everything was created for him. He claims that Yeshua, the son of the carpenter from Nazareth, is the creator. He was involved in the creation and so on. And he calls him the Word of God. Now, the term, the Word of God, is a very known term in rabbinical literature. Uh, The Jewish people understood what John is talking about and still understanding what he's talking about. But that they have a problem when they relate it to the man from Nazareth, when they relate it, when he relates it to Yeshua, the son of Joseph. Mm. So we have to 
you know, when we preach about Yeshua, you know, we have to show his deity from the Old Testament, the whole idea of a deity from the Old Testament. We have to show the whole idea from even from rabbinical literature that the Messiah, the whole idea of a Messiah is a divine person and not just a, like rabbinical literature tells us today, the later rabbinical literature tells us today that every generation has a Messiah and Messiah is just a upper class person, but not divine. Mm. So my heart is a, really to bring a Jewish Messiah to the Jewish people in Jerusalem, motivating and helping other Messianic congregation in the land, encourage them and, and helping them to go through. Well, that's amazing. And it's a wonderful heritage you have. I did not know uh, about the backstory with your grandparents and your dad. But um, here's a, you know, here's a practical question. Uh, first, though, thank you for even just that short explanation of John chapter one, because I, I do know, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, the Shema, the Lord, our, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Uh, this is this is one of the big, big things that that Jews tend to struggle with this idea of the Trinity. And so uh, Jesus being the Messiah, I feel like that was a great explanation. And um, even I'm sure people would love to hear more about that. But mm-hmm. uh, but here's a practical question. You are uh, the, the president or CEO of your own company, Sarl Tours and Conferences. Uh, where do you... No, no, I, I have to correct you. Oh. I'm, I'm not the CEO of my own company. I'm the donkey of his company. Ah, okay. Fair <laughs> it's enough. It's not my co- It's his company. I'm yes. just serving there. He just gave me, as I said, he just gave me a pulpit. Yeah. Well, practically, though, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. I'm just wondering, in in the practical sense, you know, where do you find time to lead uh, a congregation and also, you know, be involved in media as well? We'll get to that media side in just a moment. But how does that all work out? I believe that God's economy is different than than the world economy. Hmm. And I believe that stress is probably the biggest problem for business people. And and we allow stress to govern us. Hmm. But I believe that if we are leaning on the grace of God and the favor of God, and we understand the Jethro principle when it comes to Moses, and he say, Moses, what are you doing? Judging everybody, uh, you know, the get of the of the tabernacle and all that. And he tells them to find and to delegate. And I'm, as a businessman, I, fee, I see many, many, many biblical principles that we should adopt. In, a, in our, as businessmen, and one of them is delegation. And I have a very good team that's surrounded by the grace of God. I have 13 different companies. And God really brought me some good and responsible and people who catch the vision around me that allows me to do what's more important mm-hmm. is the kingdom of God. Amen. And by the way, my congregation is small. It's just a hundred people. So, you know, it's still, it's, it's still manageable. True. Well, a hundred people is, is, uh, is enough, I'm sure. But, uh, 
uh, that's amazing that you're able to do that. And I uh, think I could probably learn a little bit from some of those principles that you talk about. And we certainly do need to be able to, uh, to delegate responsibility and, and do the things that we're good at and let other people do the things that they're good at, empower them to, to carry out the work of, in our case, the ministry, in your case, uh, you know, in the congregation would be ministry, but also ministry in your companies as well. And so I think that there's a, a great learning there for anybody that's listening. Now, uh, you are, you mentioned 13 companies, but I want to talk about the, the media side as well. How did you get involved in media in the beginning and, uh, and where has that taken you today? When, when I opened Sorel Tours, uh, it's again, I believe it's the, it's the grace of God. You know, you open a company at that time, there was no internet, there was no homepages, there were not, you had letters and I sent letters and faxes to different people that I knew. And one of my letter fell on Paul Crouch's desk. Uh, he con he con he contacted me and he says, listen, I want to help you. And he really helped me and we developed a friendship. So I've been around the TBN family for many, many, many years. Uh, and, you know, a need, a need, there was a need. And then I created Sorel Media. It wasn't that I had a vision to create Sorel Media, but a need, a need came up and I created the Sorel Media. And by the grace of God, again, it grew way more than what I thought. So we have to be just, you know, listening to what God has for us. <laughs> so I cannot, I cannot take any credit for that. It was just the answering to a need that was there. Absolutely. So now tell our listeners, our viewers, what, what Sorel Media does and, and what is it all about? So at the present, uh, we have a show on TBN uh, every Thursday night. Israel... Uh, Israel, inside Israel and the Middle East. And it's a show that shows, uh, I believe that Israel is a, should be a light to the nation, different, first of all, through the Messiah, but also in other, in other fields of life. And I try to show uh, the blessings of God and showing a positive angle on what God is doing in Israel. So, for example, actually yesterday we, there was a program on a, on the minority, Christian minority in the land. And the fact that uh, I want to encourage people to pray for, for the Christians in Israel uh, because they're losing numbers uh, and the Muslims are growing. I mean, if you take Bethlehem, for example, uh, 25 years ago, 30 years, I remember when I started in tourism, Bethlehem was a Christian city. 70% of uh, the population were Christians. I mean, you would... You would see Christian, Christian symbols everywhere and so on. And today there are less than 30 and the numbers are going down. And I, we show that in Israel, unlike in West Bank and in Iraq and Syria and all those countries, where numbers are going down, the numbers of Christians in Israel are growing up. Mm -hmm. And it's a very interesting thing. We did one on cyber. We did one on water a program on water, the water desalination and so on. Because, you know, if uh, we were be talking 10 years ago, even seven years ago, 
and you would ask me what would be the reason of the next war in the Middle East, I would tell you water. But today with the technology that Israel came up with on water desalination, on treating, treating a, a gray water and so on, uh, Israel can be a solution to the Middle East. And I think so that was one also of the reasons that uh, the peace treaty between Israel and the Gulf countries and Morocco uh, was, was uh, able to be done because uh, those countries realized that Israel, beside the Palestinian issue, Israel has a lot, a lot to give to countries in the Middle East. So the Abraham Accord, I believe, was possible, not because we suddenly decide to love one another, but uh, I believe that it was uh, possible, and I think uh, without getting into American uh, politics, but because Trump re recognized and his envoy, Kushner and so on, they recognized that there is mutual interest between the countries in the Middle East, and Israel can be a solution. And we became a solution to those countries, and that's why they had the interest, and the, their solution was much more important than their support to the Palestinian Authority. So I think it was really, really seriously, it's a business deal. And, uh, and we see, for example, the, the, the peace, peace treaty between Israel and the United Emirates. Israelis are going there for vacation. This, I mean, not in the last month, but because they became a red country, but thousands of Israeli, after we signed the agreement, two weeks later, they were on planes going going to the United Emirates and, and, and companies are going there and technology is, are being passed and so on. So that's my purpose to show a different angle of Israel. Fascinating. Now, the, um, the, the premise, I love the premise because it's kind of, it's current events. It, it helps people understand modern day Israel, but also, you know, their place in in prophecy and what's going to be happening uh, in the future. And um, is it a uh, talk show format? Is it a combination? No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a combination. Okay. I just write down Israel, uh, Inside Israel in the Middle East, you can download on the TBN app or watch every Thursday at 9.30 Eastern time. 9.30 Eastern. Okay. Well, we'll make sure people are aware of that. And uh, actually, it's funny. I just downloaded the, the TBN app for my dad on his TV. Uh, he moved into a new house and bought a new TV. And so he was looking for some good things to watch. So I'll have to uh, point him in that direction. And I'm going to need to go and check it out as well. I apologize yeah. that I didn't know more about that. No, no problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fantastic. And uh, I know... Uh, Maybe you're aware also, you know, we have a, a weekly television show that we air here in North America, but it's... Yeah, I saw, I saw a chapter before the interview. Oh, okay. It's, <laughs> it's geared more to, you know, sort of archaeology and, and helping people discover uh, things about the land that connect with yeah, the first century. And, um, and then, of course, we also try to highlight some of the, uh, the ministry work that's being done and being supported in the land of Israel as well. Talking about ministry, beside the congregation, my brother and I, it's another ministry that my father started. You have to understand that in the beginning of the 60s, there was no literature in Hebrew. Even Bibles were very hard. Definitely Bibles with New Testament, nobody was willing to print them. 
Nobody was willing to print uh, or publish any any code by code. Uh, right. The, the Bible Society throughout the years did did the work, and now they're very, very, very active. And the head of the Bible Society is uh, uh, co-pastoring with me in Jerusalem. But my father started the book publishing. Uh, in the 60s, we print Bibles and we print uh, books for evangelism and for discipleship. Uh, 25 years ago, we would print uh, books like uh, Nicky Cruz, uh, Johnny, and so on. Mm-hmm. But then later on, we understood that we need to create material that would be relevant for Jews who come from an Orthodox background and who are looking for their identity in the New Testament. So we publish books like uh, The Messiah in the Old Testament in rabbinic literature and things like that to bring a Jewish, a Jewish angle uh, to the gospel. And we are publishing uh, approximately 100,000 100, books. A, we give out 100,000 books a year, free of charge, and we try to flood Israel with literature as much as we can. And we also do summer camps as a congregation for kids from all over Israel. And we do a youth, youth camps and young adult camps uh, throughout the years. So we are very, very involved also on the national level and uh, unity of the congregation and bringing all the young every six weeks, not during COVID, but every six weeks from 1959 till COVID, we had a young adult conference. And in the last year, we had around between 120 to 140 young adults from all over Israel who would come for a weekend and we would do Bible studies and we would do Shabbat meal together, Bible studies, worship, a question a lot of a lot of session of question and answers because mm-hmm. those young young kids uh, I'm not they're not kids you know they're after military right. but they have uh, very valid uh, questions and in Israel if you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah you definitely have to learn to defend your faith you know like we you know like we spoke before about the deity but even the suffering concept of the Messiah is not really a known concept in rabbinical Judaism it's there but it's not so known Right. So we are really trying to train young people to be able to defend their faith. Uh, their faith. Well, that's that's great. And uh, as you are talking, I'm thinking about many mutual friends. I'm sure uh, that we must have. Uh, sure. You're referencing Victor Kalisher there. Yes. Yes. Uh, Victor is a Victor good friend. Kalisher. Yeah. Victor Kalisher is a great, great man of God. We serve together under the same. Uh, under the same congregation and is a godly man. And I'm honored to serve next to him. Well, he, he uh, has become a friend of ours as well. And we, uh, again, are, are honored, privileged to be able to uh, make that connection between mm-hmm. uh, ministries and, and individuals here in Canada and, uh, and these ministries in Israel. We're just so, um, I, I say this all the time, but we are truly humbled, you know, to be able to do what we do. And thank you. And feel like, you know, we are helping um, Christian ministry, Messianic ministry in the land of Israel. And it's a, a wonderful thing to be able to encourage people to pray and, uh, you know, facilitate their, facilitate their giving. And I, I think that uh, this, you know, we, we honor 
our founders, Clyde and Marion Williamson, who uh, carried this vision for so many years, 35 years or so. Mm -hmm. And we just are thrilled to be able to sort of pick up the torch and, and uh, carry it on. And we encourage you, if you're listening, uh, you know, we, we do support ministries in the land of Israel, organizations that are helping with humanitarian aid, congregations that are reaching out in their communities, and uh, also publishing the Bible Society and, and others, Medallion, who do curriculum for Children's Church and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And so, uh, you know, we encourage you, check out our website and and help us to help these ministries. Just Thank you. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Samuel, it's been wonderful to uh, to connect today and and uh, to chat. And as I'm listening to you talk, I feel like we need to spend much more time together. Uh, I think that uh, there just is obviously a lot of overlap, and I know that that this happens in in Israel when you're involved with ministries there. Uh, it's like a big family. You all know each mm -hmm. other, and uh, we are, we are, yeah, yeah, we are. So, a very close family, also. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be thank with you. us on the podcast today. And thank you. Uh, I do remind folks, you know, we will be traveling with Sarel Tours and and um, December 5th to 14th. If you want to know more about that, go to our website and click on tours. We would love to have you travel with us. And time is short. So time is short, space is limited. So get your, uh, get your information and get your deposits in now so that uh, we can have a great time this year. In, uh, in Israel this year in Jerusalem. So uh, thanks again. Thank you. And thank you for your prayers. I know that when we meet with, uh, with leaders all across the land, they, you know, they appreciate the financial help, but more than anything, they thank us so regularly for praying. And um, if you're listening, you need to know. You need to know that for an Israeli, for a, a Jewish person who believes in Yeshua and is doing the work of the kingdom, they, uh, they are extremely um, humbled, honored, blown away sometimes that someone in Canada or someone in the United States who doesn't even know them would pray for them specifically mm -hmm. and for their needs. And so Thank uh, you. we... We encourage you to get involved in that as well. Yes. Thank you, Samuel. Thank you, Samuel. Thank you very time. much and a warm shalom. Shalom, shalom. Blessings. Israel. That meaningful name is mentioned more than 2,300 times in the Bible. It is from this land, nation, and people that Christianity emerged some 2,000 years ago. But since that time, Christianity has become mostly disconnected from Israel. And without an understanding of the Jewishness of Jesus and our Hebraic foundations, so much of the depth and meaning of the Bible is lost. First Century Foundations is committed to helping Christians reconnect and stay connected to Israel. We invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can view our TV programs and weekly video podcasts, Keeping It Israel. Follow us on Facebook and our other social media platforms. Let's reconnect to Israel and stay connected. Find out more at firstcenturyfoundations.com.